What? Hold on. I have to put the oh, headphones on. Can I, I do have a question? What's that? Uh, which you can address. You can all address this. Please. Um, a cult, cultural question? Cultural question? Yeah. No, this is getting into dangerous territory. No. Surprising to our listeners, it's about TV. Oh, I like TV. I was watching some of the television show Ozark or Ozarks. With yeah, Jason o- Ozark. Yeah, or is yeah. that his show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason Bateman. He started in Silver Spoons was his show <laughs> with Ricky Nelson. Yep. No, Ricky, not Nelson. No, not Nelson. Ricky Springfield. I don't, we don't know his name. Ricky Schroeder. You didn't tell us Jen was here. Yeah, you didn't give us. I never do. You didn't give here. us a warning. Jen, did you even notice that our guest came? Yes, I did. Oh, but you, but you didn't say anything. Some I, watch person. I waved. Thing, okay, well that, that doesn't help us. <laughs> right, the <laughs> monitor wasn't on. Yeah. Here's what um, I don't understand is the way that country folk are portrayed mm-hmm. in TV or movies. Yeah. I don't think mass media has figured this out because it's either one of two tendencies. Mm-hmm. Either they're like the it's the local yokel stereotype, mm-hmm. so you can just run roughshod over them. They have no idea. I don't mean this as a joke. I just don't fully understand. It's either you portray, so like in, in Ozarks, they're out in the Ozarks in Missouri. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of local yokels. Mm-hmm. And it's either that they're complete bumbling idiots, mm-hmm. like Cletus the Slackjawed slack yep. Yokel. From the Simpsons. From the, from the television show, The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand why then they'll do the exact opposite, where somehow, mm-hmm. and again, I'm thinking of Ozarks, but this happens in a lot of shows. Somehow local people are secret super geniuses where they understand everything. And the city folk come in and try to swindle them, but the country folk are wise to it, and so they just kind of string them along, and they really know what's going on. Okay, here's a, here's a okay. little bit of goodie. Please. I Love Lucy and Tennessee Ernie Ford. Mm-hmm. Wait, so I Love Lucy and Tennessee Ernie Ford in terms of what you are just talking about? Oh, Wait, in terms of what now? In terms of um, uh, either the local yokel, okay. but one who is a bit wiser than oh, everybody else at the same go. time, how they got out of that jail experience. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Okay, well, I mean, so, but you're saying that that continues to this day on, yeah. on Ozark. I, I, yeah, do you have, well, a, pro- do you have any, a problem with that? I, I just, I think in any of number of shows, I think they have to, somehow the writers exaggerate or choose. We're going one way or another. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to guess that probably most all people, no matter where you're from, are somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. There aren't like a, a certain section of the country or place that are super secret geniuses mm-hmm. that understand everything about everything. And they're just kind of baiting you along. Mm-hmm. And there's some other part where everybody is a complete moron idiot because they're backwards and they don't have education and they don't know about your fancy city ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think either of those are probably ever true, yep. except on TV shows. Uh, are you saying that TV shows aren't an exact reflection of reality? Is that is that what all of this is sort of, that, that's the kernel of all of this. <laughs> I'm saying, why uh, in our age of the golden age of television, mm-hmm, yeah. are we not doing any better at this? How uh, has this not been a point of progress? Well, g- getting back to our discussion last week, all of these shows are definitely written better than, let's say, although I love Welcome Back, Cotter. Man, when you look at that, it doesn't quite hold up. I just want to warn you. Oh, yeah, it's all, it's total stereotype. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah, single yeah. character is a different stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so I think we're doing better in some ways. Um, well, let's let's welcome our guest. This is episode 118 of Various Breads and Butters. It's true. With me, as always, Ben Brickhouse-Cohen. I'm Simon Portmanteau, and I'm out in the studio. We've got, I think we've got a full slate of people out there, don't we? Mostly. Uh, who do you want me to inter- introduce first? It's your job. Oh, I, I forget what Ben's uh, uh, nickname is. The fourth BG. Ben, the fourth BG, Gordon. <laughs> um, That's awesome. We've got uh, Claire Swansong Swanson. Jen Bon Giovanello and Michelle Hyphen Poltensheimer. 
Fulton Simon, our producer. In the studio, we have a very special guest. She is a professor of music here at Lafayette College. This is our first music professor. It is our first music professor. In 118 episodes. I am honored. You should be honored. It's quite an honor. Is this a a question of clarification? Yeah. Is this the greatest experience in your career or the greatest experience in your life? Or this just just today? Just today. At least today. Perfect. That's all I need. Yeah, just okay. we'll quote that. We'll put that on the on and the, and perhaps by the time I leave, it could be ever. I can know. I can That's edit possible. around it any way. I oh yeah, yeah. Um, you're also our first director of the arts on this show too at Lafayette College, which you are currently. Yes, yeah. gi- given that there are only two of us, then mm-hmm. yeah, good. There you go. I can there cut that out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> very first on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Oh, it is a good. lovely Sunday day. You wouldn't know it being in the studio. I know, I, I, right? You are so dedicated to your jobs. We you're, are. You're here That's in the right. studio, but it is a gorgeous we day We can't outside. open a window. They won't mm-hmm. let us do yes. that. But um, the compensation packages are so large that we keep doing it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every day, in and out. Do so, we, can, if you don't mind, can yeah. I pause for a moment? Absolutely. Because I forgot to ask before. Okay. Claire, can you give us an update on our, our new hit segment, how are you doing getting Paul F. Tompkins as a guest? Um, well, I watched um, one of the No, You Shut Up episodes. Okay. Yeah. And it's just the one. Just the one. Um, it's kind of funny. He sounds exactly like uh, Mr. Peanut Butter on BoJack Horseman. Amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> it's quite weird how that happens yeah. when you do voices for animation. Um, so, but yeah, that's it. Okay, so we're still in the we're still in the vein of a lot of passive things, like nothing that actually gets us closer. It's a lot of background research. Yeah. Um, you know, if I okay. am asked about how passionate we are uh-huh. about Paul F. Tompkins, uh-huh. I need to have things in um, my back pocket to say, "Oh, look, I've watched BoJack Horseman," and no, time. you shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you listen to some of his podcasts. She has learned from Academia that that background research is. Oh yes. yeah, absolutely. That's right. Yes, I thank you. I look forward on the next update mm-hmm. to finding out how you switched from the passive approach to more active one. And that's that's just a slight prodding, just a hint right there. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just hoping. Right, but what? A- if, but what if I go too fast, too soon? What are the downsides? Well, what if I don't get a response? What if you get too many responses? <laughs> That is a survivable risk. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to make a big guess and say you're probably not gonna get responses for a while. Yeah, and you should get used to that. You want to get to that. That'll be a big step up when you've tried to make contact and you haven't gotten responses, because then it'll be like six episodes, seven episodes. It'll be February. You'll be like, all right, I'm trying for the ninth time. Mm-hmm. All right, then, I'll keep it in mind. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't. I wouldn't fear that. I would expect it. Okay. 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 Um, back to the show. Yes. And our guest, Professor. Jen Kelly. Yes. Jen, how long have you been at Lafayette College? That's the question. That's a good question. 12 years. 12 years now. Yeah, this is the beginning of my third, or my gosh, we're in fourth week now. Mm. Ah, mm. this is the fourth week of my 13th year. Man, you've been here about as long as I've been here, so it does feel a little strange that we're, we're talking about 13th year. And yeah, so I know, so doesn't forth. it? Mm. Time flies. And yet when I think of everything that's happened in the past 12 years, it's mm-hmm. just been crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, now, now, let's talk about where you were before this. So where did, did you get here? Where did you start? Do do the journey thing. Dur- what's the journey thing? Say it's the journey question. No, oh, no, let's hear his thing. Cotton-Eyed Joe. Nope. 
That was your thing. Where did you start, Jen? <laughs> um, well, I thought it was very appropriate you actually asked me about the beach. Okay. Because I was born and raised in Southern California. Oh, so nice. I was born and raised on the beach in Encinitas. Wow. Now, where's Encinitas compared to Los Angeles? Uh, uh, Encinitas, so there's San Diego in the south, mm-hmm. and Encinitas is part of North County, San Diego. Oh, okay. You've heard of um, Carlsbad, maybe? Yes. So it's I was born in Carlsbad mm-hmm. and then raised in Encinitas. Okay. And then prior to coming here i lived for a little while in escondido also uh-huh. and then prior to coming here i taught at um, los angeles valley community college for okay. seven years and then took the job at lafayette which is what brought me east so this has been this is the first time easton is the first time you've lived anywhere pr- for a prolonged period of time other than california uh no it depends what you mean by prolonged period okay. of time i've actually done a fair bit of traveling okay. um, mostly around the united states and mm-hmm. i lived for a little while in boulder colorado oh, okay and i lived for a while in san francisco but as far as being in in the east mm-hmm. yes I've, yeah. I've been here a bunch of times but this is the first yeah. time i've lived here it's a lot more humid it is. The seasons, I got to tell you, I still swerve the car in the autumn. I seriously do. Because wow. my mom was a teacher. Uh-huh. So I only saw the leaves change twice in my life. <laughs> Once because because we would travel in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. all the, We like rent out our house in Southern California and then travel around the country doing uh-huh. camping and all that kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. right? Because so, she was a teacher. So coming out here was the first time that I really saw winter winter yeah. like we could travel to the mountains but then the snow was already there sure so winter and then I, now i only i understand spring yeah i get why people love spring mm-hmm. and then the autumn oh my gosh the the first time that i really saw autumn was when i moved to boulder in september and it was just amazing yeah but yeah so experiencing the seasons out here and the architecture mm. and the fact that green isn't just green green is like this whole range of green yep all of that, I love it. And so, and so, did you go to? So, you went to high school in California. I did. I went to high school, San Diego. In fact, I just attended my thirty-year high school reunion this summer. How was that? Ah, it was interesting. Well, um, and <laughs> were you voted most likely to succeed? And oh, looky, good looky grief! You now. No, there you no. Are. Oh, I okay. actually okay. So this is full disclosure. I okay. was I was not a great high school student. Come on. I was not. No. Uh, in fact, at one point, I almost dropped out of high school. No way. Yep, I oh. did not dig high school at all, and then I got talked into staying in high school. Um, by joining the speech and debate team. Wow. And by joining the speech and debate team, I kind of found my people. Man. Between that and drama, it was like my people. So, were so you, were that you kept singing? me in. Uh, I was actually, I picked up a guitar at that point. I was a folk singer. So uh-huh. I, I did like all the clubs on the coast, that kind of thing. Cool. So I was doing that stuff. But um, yeah, speech and debate. So when I went back from my high school reunion, uh-huh. that was the fun part because we all met at Moonlight Beach and then we went to Juanita's taco shop and then, you know, so like the, oh, to Marty's place for drinks, you know, and then we go to the reunion yeah. and I'm like, who are these people? I have wow. no idea who anybody else is. But that was a lot of fun did to you really ba- connect with them. them? The oh <laughs> well, I did I did the speech part. So mm-hmm. my big oh. thing was um, dramatic interpretation and um, oratory, mm-hmm. persuasive oratory. In high school, the thing that that I was kind of known for was uh, a big speech against war toys. Mm. Okay. I know it's not necessarily terribly popular, well, but wait, wait, we're for war toys against against. Okay, okay, because <laughs> yeah. you were more GI Joes. Oh yeah, no, I don't. Um, and then where did you go to college? Uh, I went to a community college uh-huh, first, uh-huh. and then I transferred into UCLA. Good school. Heard of yep. that? Um, the Fighting Bruins. The Fighting Bruins. There the you go. Bruins. That actually works. <laughs> um, and so, what did you what did you uh, study in college? And it well, actually both. Okay, so long story short, mm-hmm. I was going to be a theater major because I grew up in theater. Okay. I thought, okay, well, that would be a lot of fun. And then for one semester, 
Well, I took the non-traditional route, so I, I didn't go to college. I did the backpack, let's go around Europe thing mm -hmm. for a while. And then everybody kept saying, go to college, quick, go to college. You never go to college. I said, okay, I'll go to college. I didn't know what else to do. I had a friend at San Francisco State, so I thought, well, okay, I'll go there. Yeah. <laughs> so Why I not? went there, uh -huh. um, and I didn't like at all the theater department that they had there. Okay. And I realized that that, that wasn't going to be for me. So I came back to the community college that I'd already taken classes in when I was in high school because I didn't like high school. Mm -hmm. And I just started taking everything that even started to interest me because I was trying to figure out, you know, that intersection of what you love to do and what you're really good at. Mm -hmm. I was trying to yep. figure all that stuff out. Mm -hmm. So I took these great courses in geology and geography, meteorology and all this stuff, astronomy and all this great stuff that I loved. Um, but I always wanted to sing. Mm -hmm. And so finally, I was in this one class in music, because in the meantime, I was always taking all these music courses and playing guitar and doing all this stuff. And I had this one teacher, she said, you know, you can sing. And I went, what? <laughs> she goes, no, you really can. Changed everything. Wow. So then I thought I would go into, I had to, um, for various reasons, I had to plan it that I would be um, 26 years old at the time 24 that I that I graduated the community college with mm -hmm. an associates so then I could transfer and get some funding to go into UCLA so I decided well I would go in and musicology and then I trained to ethnomusicology and do all this great stuff but then once I got to UCLA then um, they said you know you can really do something with this music thing and so I went into performance mm -hmm. and then I decided to stay there for my master's to go into conducting because I was really inspired by my conductor mm -hmm. And then I went out and got a job at a community college because I just really wanted to give back that way. Mm -hmm. And then I got really lucky that the head of my department at the community college, because she knew that I wanted to go back and get my doctorate. And she said, tell you what, we'll make it so that you don't have to quit your job and you can still go back and oh, get your doctorate nice. if you do both at the same time, which meant then I had to go back to UCLA to get my doctorate. But it made it possible. That killed me. I had a side question. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. On, um, conductors? Yeah. Do you think conductors are one of the most, one of the least understood jobs? A uh, one of, yeah, I would say that actually. I mean, you understand it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so apparently you don't understand it. No, I, I just think it's widely uh, portrayed mm -hmm. as yeah. not being understood by people. You know, and they just like pick up a stick and start yeah. it around. Metronome, it's a, metronome. it's a super easy way to explain it though, mm -hmm. because you know, it sounds like you've got one person who stands in front of an ensemble and instrumental. By the way, I want to say that I don't buy into that stereotype, but yeah. I've just seen it so no, many times. Okay. Absolutely. So you got one person standing up and they kind of move their arms and things happen, but do, are they really necessary? Do they have to be there? Right. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. So the answer to that question is that gesture equals sound. Mm -hmm. Very simple. Gesture mm -hmm. equals sound. So what we do, we're like playing the instrument of the ensemble that is in front of us mm -hmm. based on the rehearsal process and, and all of that oh. stuff. And we have to have an idea of expression for mm -hmm. every single song or piece that's played. Sure. And then our gesture equals that sound. Mm -hmm. That's the most basic way to explain it. How about that? I, I, and now you know. Well, that's why, because it's, everybody knows. Because it's <laughs> Leonard Bernstein's uh, Bernstein's hundredth birthday, or would have uh -huh. been. Yes, that's why we thought it'd be a good time to have you in. That there you go. This year, you I waited thought. until his hundredth yeah. birthday to yeah. bring bring. Are in we a gonna musician? have him in at all? No, is that not? <laughs> Can not I be happen? here when you do? Absolutely. I would love to be here. For sure. That. When you take a lot of music classes, mm -hmm. and this, I think, we'll probably circle back to this when we talk about the classes that you actually teach. Mm -hmm. But since you brought it up as taking it, I, I've never taken one, and I have no sense of what actually happens and what one learns in a music class. Ben, uh, the fourth BG, Gordon. Has, has referred to this and talked about it too, but mm -hmm. um, I never asked him because he's always busy. Mm -hmm. Doing we, music. Yeah. yeah, yeah, apparently. It's his fallback major. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, had a, uh, yes. we had listener mail on that, um, which I thought was funny when we talked about it, Ben, 
we're talking about double majors and he said how he was a, a music major as a second major because you always need to have a fallback mm-hmm. and a lot of people thought that was uh, curious that someone would consider music to be the fallback well we don't know if your main major is going to work but you'll always have music mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i did reasonable. mean the other way around <laughs> okay well that's uh, awesome well it's on it's on it's on tape now so um, you can't take it back <laughs> right. that's very funny there's no way you can play the episode in reverse i guess i suppose maybe phone, right now you can play on. it <laughs> <laughs> um anyways to our guest what so you're in music classes and you really like them what's mm-hmm. happening in a music class that's really invigorating what captures you like what what happens like as a student as a student as yeah. a student well there are two sides much like i would imagine in a lot of different disciplines there's the theory side and then there's the practical side the reason one of the reasons that i became a conductor is that i like both of those it it you know um i don't want the the lifestyle i'm a cabaret singer but i don't want the lifestyle of a professional vocalist having to make my living that way mm-hmm. but as a conductor i get to do all of that all of the practical on stage, actually making music, helping helping somebody in the audience feel something that maybe they got used to turning off during the day and they get to turn back on or something. Mm-hmm. I get I love all that practical side, but I also love the 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 theoretical, the study, the the musicology side to decide to decide what stories I would like to tell mm-hmm. and how to express those stories and find that arc and really get into the research so that so that the stories that are being told are as um, expressive or authentic or deliberately inauthentic or whatever that is. I like that side of it too. And in conducting, I get to do all of that together. If I were a member of an ensemble only, Mm -hmm. then I'm mostly at the whim of whoever decided what story I'm going to tell, which actually is one of the one of the differences in in the way that I teach to compare compared to the way that I was trained to teach in that I consciously try to make my ensembles a part of the process of decisions about expression, et cetera, which is completely antithetical to the dictatorial relationship that a conductor is traditionally supposed to have. Mm -hmm. But it's just something that that. I choose to do, I guess. You're a, you're a new kind of conductor. Yeah, there you go. I like that. <laughs> 21st century. Conductor. Not everybody likes that in my my field, I must say. You know, but, but what it's a, we both like it. There so, you go. So you oh, yeah, I'm big going. fans of that yeah, style. Yeah. Much prefer that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the classroom like? Are they just is it like a band room? Is it Sometimes. Is, sometimes they, they're in a rehearsal tests? room. Are you sometimes lecturing? Sometimes. Yeah, all of it. All of it. So if you're there to learn about the history of, then there's traditional stuff you would do with the history. Um, and then the only difference there is that uh, um, you have all the readings and you have all the visuals because we always try to connect it with other arts, so visual art, etc. But then you have that, you know, art, music is an art that exists in time. So you also have that added listening component. So we're always about uh, trying to get folks to actively listen as opposed to passively listen. And there's um, not that passively listen is bad, right? I mean, we do that all the time too. But mm-hmm. to be. Claire's doing that with no you shut up. <laughs> no, it's very passive. <laughs> but to just be aware of which is which so that you can make an active choice of which one you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so in music, we, we work a lot on active listening. Is that how um, musicians know to appreciate audiences who are active listeners and they can spot ones who are passive listeners? Yes, but I would also say that there are musicians on stage that don't really care about the audience and will only be on the stage for themselves in that moment. And I would argue that an audience can sense that. Mm. And so, what would an, what, what would an audience sense? They would just like that. Like, there's not a dynamic sort of conversation going on. Yeah, they're, they're not them. here for me. Now, yeah. some audience members, they, they might also dig that. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, okay, I'm just here because I know I love this music, sure. and so I'm just going to show up, and they're going to do their thing, and I'm going to hang out as much as I want to hang out, and then I'll be finished, yeah. right? But then there is... 
then there's a the kind of audience member that wants to be part of that conversation, not necessarily in an interactive way, sure. although that is also changing. <laughs> okay. You know, but <laughs> hecklers. In, yeah, but know. in a in a you know, you're you're trying to tell me a story and you've considered me <laughs> in the story that you're trying to tell so that yeah. I can as an audience member member choose in what way I want to engage. And to me, that's where you get into the do do I want to engage by feeling something mm -hmm. positive or negative or anything in the between? Do I have a reaction to it, or is it just kind of blasé? It washes over me, and I have no real engagement or thought about it. Like I don't mind if somebody comes to one of my concerts mm -hmm. and just you know this one thing I just really did not like that. I don't know why they made that choice. I don't know why they did it. I just didn't like it. And I'm like, yay, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That means that you're in, you are in the lobby talking about that. For one thing, it affected you in some way that you had a reaction. To yeah. me. That's that's as good as someone who's saying, "Wow, that was awesome." Okay, I'll I'll take that into account next time I go see a concert of some sort. Yeah, that explains why Fish is so great. Uh, Audience connection. No, well, no active. Well, it's. I mean, listen, if you're if you're playing. 183 shows a year you're gonna get lucky once in a while <laughs> oh ouch uh, you know I'm now i saying. say fish but i'm a big deadhead so oh but i'm more fight. of a purist okay <laughs> now now what kind of scholarship do you do or have you done oh that's past? a good question i know i try <laughs> uh my scholarship is mostly in american women composers living mm -hmm. american women composers the performative side of my scholarship is in bringing music to life mm -hmm. um either as a conductor mostly or also as a vocalist oh so you yeah so i, I guess i should have you have two sort of sides of your scholarship i There's do they're part, related okay. but there are two sides okay yeah, okay. yeah. can you s say that again uh, what were the two sides yeah. well here's an example and it's something I'm working on right now. It's active scholarship. Just since you're, you cut it out if you want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so when I was in grad school, I was at UCLA, which has one of the best music libraries in the country. And yet when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for my dissertation, there were no books in there on uh, only women, mm -hmm. American women composers that didn't exist yet in the mm -hmm. 21st century and that boggled my mind and at that time I thought to myself okay well that seems odd I wonder if somebody should write that and then I came to Lafayette and I was like hmm I wonder if I should write that so I did um, a lot of research and then interviews with 25 American women composers living did all that okay so book comes out now that's one side of my scholarship mm -hmm. right the study of figuring out identities where do they come from why do they do what they do what kind of voice are they trying to tell through their music if their if their music is is one representation of their voice. The other side of what I do is I went out and I got a grant to support me in commissioning several of those composers from that book in order to present brand new music on stage so that I can incorporate the students in part of that creative process. Mm -hmm. And then also I have a nonprofit outside ensemble and they're a part of that too. So it's the, it's like I love doing the research and learning about all these people, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm a creative artist. I'm a practical person too. So I, I want to actually bring that stuff to life. And yeah. so that's part of what I get to do. Interviewing 25 women composers, um, was there something that coalesced or something, was there like a conclusion that was gathered from all 25 of them? You can make conclusions, like I've made conclusions based on that, but the book itself really was the source material mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. um, but it was very interesting to me that every person's interview in that book you could make a direct correlation between the way they conducted that interview, the way that they chose to edit things, et cetera, et cetera, with their music. You know, like there's one particular composer who was just so, you know, 
I, I'm going to change this word here and I'm going to do that because I always let them read it for clarification mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And I'm going to da 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 da. Well, that's exactly the way she composes her music. Yeah. And you can hear it. You see it in the scores and you hear it and she wants no questions mm-hmm. by anybody and et cetera. And that's the way her interview was. And in my personal opinion, that's the one interview that didn't really come to life mm. at where a lot of them did. Okay. You know, so I think that my theory of somebody's composed music is a manifestation of their own inner voice and identity as an expression was shown through the process of, of writing that. Okay. And so I understand that there were there were potentially in that no active comparisons to male composers, but one could take that as source material. Obviously, yeah. there's a lot written on male Well, composers. a few of them talked about that. Oh, did they? Yeah, okay. a few of them talked about that. But um, but no, it wasn't supposed to be a comparison. Sure. Mm-hmm. And in part, you bring up a good point, because in none of those books by all about male composers with mm-hmm. maybe the few token women inside, sure. nobody says, how do you compare yourself to a woman composer? Yeah. So why would I say, how do you, why do you compare yourself to a male composer? Yeah, I shouldn't have. I should have looked up. Uh, a woman composer who would have been a hundred this year instead of picking Leonard Bernstein. I think I think we've learned something here today. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you, Simon. No problem. Can I uh, can I ask another question? Yes, please. Or, or am I getting in the way? No, no, no. You're good. Can, do, have we have we captured eye rolling audio recording yet? No. I want to roll my eyes at you. Okay. That's a, you that's do a, that that's every a, time that's you a good, do it. That's a good sound. <laughs> can you can you do sound effects you, for us? That's okay. right. Yeah, can we have you say after? For a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gonna have okay. Again, walk, again. Yeah, door closing. Walking in and out of the room. Okay. Um, you said you're a cab, you, you're a cabaret singer. Yeah. As opposed to like how many? As opposed to a jazz singer. That'd uh, be, or as opposed to like I used like how to many be a folk singer, here? but oh gosh, well it's genre, it's style and okay. genre. Yeah, cabaret means that I mostly do it the same way every time, but I get to sing a whole lot of body music and things like that, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't scat. Mm-hmm. I don't improvise that way, which is what a good jazz singer generally does. Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah. See. Oh, yeah. Just coming up with them. Yeah. Yep. Right. And folk singing is a style <laughs> and different influences and, and things like Joni that. Joni Mitchell. Yeah, but you know what, though? Joni Mitchell is a great example. She's folk. She's singer-songwriter, folk music, but has has crossed, people cross-pollinate her, if you will, like to either pop music, but then what is pop music but popular music, and everything's popular music, or, <laughs> you know, or some people would even would even put her not in jazz, but, but toward a toward more of a some of her cabaret stuff although none of its body mm-hmm. Joni Mitchell is not like hilarious well uh, so that actually leads me to another what who are some of your influences from a performance perspective oh man you are, can, you, are you jumping ahead am I are you gonna ask oh. her what her influences were oh, is that like 10, the last 20, question no wait that that is I didn't even think about that we have we have oh, musicians prepared so, for this no I think that works this time I think it's that's doing the it. paradigm is shifting yes so what what uh, although we have more questions asked yes. about the broader career, <laughs> so I don't want to push it ahead too far. I want to know that answer to that question and how it changed over three points in your life. And usually we ask this to people very generically because mm-hmm. they're not musicians. They're just yeah. consumers of music. Mm-hmm. See, so because of that, though, you might actually be a little disappointed in my answer. No, never that's impossible. Dis- that's never happened. No. Oh, okay. No. But when you were 10... We'll let you know afterwards. If <laughs> okay. Know. But I'll ask it the same way. Okay. Um, for record keeping. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people oh, do yeah. studies. We want to keep longitudinal. Absolutely. <laughs> this is very Data. scientific. For the, yeah. for the transcripts. Yeah. And right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, were you going to ask one of them to get on that transcript thing? Oh, yeah. Is anyone on that transcript thing? <laughs> Are you guys transcribing these episodes? Okay, good, good. Good talk. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing homework. Yeah. Um, when you were 10, what was, or did you have, could you point to your favorite band, singer, kind of music? 
And then we're going to wonder how that changed at 20 and then 30. Mm -hmm. And once we finish that, I think we can get to your broader question, which is a more sophisticated one. Yep. And or, or they could be overlapping. All right, but let's just start with the basics. Yes. Okay. You're 10, ten years old. All right, I'm so ten you're in years California. Old. Yeah, here's what I'm listening to at ten. I absolutely serious. So for me at ten, it was Barry Manilow, Barbra Streisand, jazz singers, mm -hmm. and Charlie Daniels Band. Oh, it all seems to coalesce. That's good. And that's because uh -huh. we had. Remember, I'm 10. So, oh, and and of course, for some reason, very odd old show music because I list, I watched a lot of black and white TV, mm -hmm. fell in love with I Love Lucy, and listened to a lot of the show music stuff. But so all of this is to say because, mm -hmm. uh, a couple of reasons, my mom would play all these records, right? Mm -hmm. And she listened to Barbara Streisand and Barry Manilow and all the jazz singers and all that stuff. But we also had a house that had like full length mirrors, mm -hmm. you know, like back in the 70s yeah, yeah. because it made the house supposedly look bigger. And we were in a condominium, so we wanted to look bigger. Yep. And so um, uh, my sister and I would like create stories to all the songs. To this day, I know all of the words to every single one of those albums, including Charlie Daniels Band stuff. Wow. Can you explain what it, what it means with chicken? What is chicken in the bread pan picking out dough? <laughs> Are you the one that can answer this? this we've been asking everybody to answer right. that. Oh, Finally, man. we have an expert. What oh. does that mean? Unfortunately, yeah. I've never looked it up, but I can say that it is a it's a, a colloquial phrase that didn't just start with that song. Oh, it's way back that okay. they put into that huh. song. That much I can tell you. Okay, that's a much better answer that's than anybody else. Exactly, us. but Michelle, I don't know what it was. That. Now yeah. I'm gonna have to go look it up. Would you be able to pick out of all of those one that you thought was your favorite which got the most play no i honestly wouldn't Can't happen yeah i mean seriously it was it was because i learned i learned how to memorize a song really early mm -hmm. so you'll notice that all those have lyrics yeah they're not they're not instrumental music so i learned how to memorize a song i learned the story of a song i learned the arc i learned the form that kind of stuff super early mm -hmm. without even realizing that that's what i was doing so i don't have a favorite because to me every single one of those is a totally different story and my entire goal in pr my professional life is to be a storyteller and teach other people how to tell stories so so that's what i did with it. so I, I really can't say i got a favorite okay but that's that but that's pretty good and, you've, and got, you've plus, got a good set there contrary to your earlier point yes that's a, i hope none of our past guests are listening mm -hmm. but that was a much better answer than they usually give that was a good <laughs> answer <laughs> Pass, I, well, hold on, past guest, turn this off for 15 seconds. Okay. You, <laughs> yes. you say that to everybody, so so you're going to say the same thing to the next record. person you that comes in. You can find out if that's true. Oh, I see. Exactly. Okay. Um, Nobody's transcribing, so it's not going <laughs> But you can listen. Yeah. You have a good ear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, at age 20, yes. how yes. did this change? If Did it change? It did change a little bit. Mm -hmm. A little bit. So by the time, now I was already doing the song thing, so I love the old, the old show tunes. I started listening to more show tunes. And Linda Ronstadt, and you put all those people in because I was getting in more into singing. But that's when by 20, I was already playing the guitar and okay. I was already doing like the folk club stuff. So I was listening to a lot of, uh, gosh, Simon Garfunkel, Joni Mitchell, Country Joe and the Fish, Phil Oaks, um, some Bob Dylan at that point, but I was really a Phil Oaks fan. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I was a big deadhead at that point too, so I was following around the Grateful Dead. A little you bit. don't. You said you don't know any Phil Oaks. I don't know Phil Oaks. Phil Oaks came. He was Is where where Bob Dylan was Vietnam. Okay. Phil Oaks with Korea, and Phil Oaks was right before Bob Dylan. And then Bob Dylan used to complain, or Phil Oaks used to complain that Bob Dylan stole his thunder because oh. he never got as big as um. Dylan. Is his last name spelled O C H S? Yes. Oh, He's great. I know that? Great songwriter. And so so what are some of the songs that? 
we might know. You we, wouldn't. We wouldn't know any. Okay. <laughs> but we might play one in this episode. There we you might. go. Mm. Highwayman. Highway Highwayman's a good one. Uh, there But For Fortune, given the current times. There But For Fortune, mm-hmm. go you or I. Mm. Yeah, there's some good stuff, Phil Oaks. But he was very political and he was very of his time. So not a whole lot of it. Yeah. It's kind of like Country Joe and the Fish. Not a whole lot of it translates to today. Oh, John Prine. That was also a big one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's got a lot of albums. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, wh- wh- how how many dead shows did you see? Did not you really as many as many. I saw twenty five. Whoa! Yeah, not as many as many. I I I I quote toured for maybe three years. Wow! And then and then life changed. But yeah. um, yeah. Oh, this one time. Okay, anecdote. If okay. you talk about the Grateful Dead. So we made everybody sick once at a, at a concert because the, you you always have the village, which uh-huh. is in front of the village, lasts roughly four hours or so before the show starts, Chase which is another four hours, right? There you go. So one of the ways that that we Get made up. our money, <laughs> we made our money traveling from show to show by selling burritos. Okay. But um, we made the mistake of putting guacamole in the burritos because from California, and that's what you're supposed to do, but guacamole and burritos. Yeah. Uh, well, the guacamole went bad no. because we're living out of a van. Oh. So we ended mm-hmm. up, so we got the reputation. I remember very distinctly at this one show, got this reputation for making everybody sick. So that kind of stopped our burrito business. Tainted guacamole. Oh. Yeah. So that's, that's hurt a lot more people than just you. That definitely sounds like a side <laughs> bend. It does. Tainted, tainted, tainted guacamole. Tainted oh, yeah. guacamole. Yeah. <laughs> I would listen to that album though. Okay, <laughs> but now, like when you have people over and you make guacamole, it's been fine. Oh yeah, no, oh, I make okay. good guacamole. It. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no have refrigeration. I, yeah, no, seriously. I mean, I do taco night for my students okay. because, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Do you feel like you're still making amends? Is this. Yes, is and this? I've learned how to make good guacamole. But you're also like on a streak of not making people sick with guacamole. Like, yes, it's, it's years. that is a streak. It's okay. it, yeah, I'm in remission. Yes, yeah, so okay, we're on good. on record. We've recorded that. So did it change? At 30, and was it marked or? Uh, it was marked, and, and this is where it gets a little disappointing because by then I was studying music. Mm-hmm. And so by then I was listening to all the music that I had to listen to. Okay. And um, at that time it was, you know, you talk about demographics, it was, it was mostly dead white guys mm-hmm. in, in orchestral music and things like oh. that, which is when I started realizing all the music that I wasn't listening to and wasn't getting exposed to hence right. my current scholarship american women composers then i want to ask something else because we don't usually extend this beyond the 30 question but because you were actually studying music and because you're because, actually a musician because you're actually a musician and you were like 30 is was not such a good was not as good a time because you were just you that was part of your study may may i point out if, yes if it doesn't take you off track yes uh, I find it fascinating because I guess because you are a professor of music, that's the opposite of almost everybody else's answers because yeah, people generally be. centralize or yep. reduce. Yep. They only have like a couple things. Oh, just wait. If, if one of these, uh, you're eventually you're going to ask me the question, what do I listen to now? They're going to be okay. really disappointed. So now, oh, then, well, hey, what do you listen to now? <laughs> <laughs> I listen to talk radio, okay. podcasts, and television. Wow. And the reason is because I'm engrossed in so much music, in my life mm-hmm. that oh. when I listen to music, I do one of three things. I either analyze it, wow. judge it, or figure out how I can use it. Wow. So it's not relaxing. Yeah. That is so But isn't it interesting? You use the plural on podcasts. Are there... Oh, totally. Are there others? <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. That, you just... I shouldn't have said that. That, that was rude. Yeah. You know? But <laughs> it's not... Yeah. Like, I'm going to go food shopping uh-huh. after this, and I'm going to listen to podcasts. That's do you have a Do you have a favorite podcast besides Ooh, this? I'm totally, I'm into the politics. I gotta okay. say, I'm into the po- so I listen to all the politics stuff. Just like a Pod Save America kind of thing. Yes and no. I find them a little rambly. Mm. 
Seriously. Yeah. You know, I, I like what they're saying, but I wish they, you know, they could do it like an hour less. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I'd People be right People say there. that about us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let you know, our shows are about an hour. <laughs> but also things like Hidden Brain. Hidden Brain are very cool. And, and I'm a big fan of Terry Gross and Fresh Air. Do you want to go on to the quiz or do you have more questions to ask? Um, do I have a quiz? Yeah, I'd, li- I'd like the quiz. You didn't tell me about the quiz. Well, no, I'm study. bad with, I told you I didn't like high school. I'm bad with tests. Or are you? <laughs> I think we'll find out. Uh, so in other genres, how are you with acapella? I like acapella. I like acapella done well. I really do. I mean, we've been doing acapella. Um, the first classical music that we have any written down is acapella yeah. music. And, you know, to the doo-wop music of the of the 50s, barbershop in the late 19th century, mm-hmm. current acapella. I mean, I know I'm a big fan of acapella. On They're good. Point, I have a point. quiz for us. Oh. Oh, okay, here we go. Quiz. Here we go. This is the real or not quiz. Yeah. Everybody gets to answer, and you answer last. So we all play. Yeah. Yep. And all you have to say, is this a real acapella group or not oh no this is like the scream and is it a goat or a human so i, I don't have goes, to name it do i no no i'll say really i'll name i'll name a acapella group simon will say if he thinks it's an actual one or okay. not <laughs> then the uh interns are you back I with think this interns? someone's got cholera out there but we'll get over that <laughs> the interns will answer michelle a producer will answer and then Hi. you get the last answer because you have the putative advantage so based on the name is this a real acapella group? We vote. Group? Okay, got it. Yeah. The first one, just to get a sense of it, is the just, mic check question. Just so we all know what's happening. Make sure we understand. So, for example, quiz. I say the corduroys. Corduroys. Oh yes. I mean, how would you? How are you spelling that? Correctly. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say yes. Roger that. Corduroys are an acapella acapella band. Where? Corduroys. These, by the way, are all going to be college acapella groups. I believe the corduroys are fresh out of New Haven, Connecticut, and Yale. You, no, is that Ouch. not it? Lafayette. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> I, I knew they seemed familiar. <laughs> Corduroys, Lafayette. Uh, so are they real or not? I'm going to go with uh, Jen first. What do you think? Um, they are real. Okay. Uh, Claire? Yes, they are. Michelle? Yes. And Jen? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I assume that they were born on November 11th, 2011. 11, 11, 11. That's corduroy. That's corduroy. Oh, nice. that's right. That was corduroy nice. day. It was a big day for everybody. A huge yep. day. Corduroy yep. day. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was the first one. Okay. Everybody uh, is one for one. Mm-hmm. Nobody else matters. Mm-hmm. Simon, so I can make sure he loses, and you, so I make sure you so, win. So, so far, I'm winning. <laughs> yes. Tied, we, we, right. we can say I'm winning. Oh, that's right. We can yeah. say you're winning. It's like that famous uh, Harvard Yale headline Harvard beats Yale 29 29. Oh, <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. The Hollyhocks. The Hollyhocks. This is a college acapella group. Hollyhocks. The Hollyhocks. Holly. That sounds like a acapella group to me. Just like corduroys. Just like the corduroys. I don't see. You gonna ask how I spelled it? No, I'm good. Uh, the Hollyhocks. I'm gonna say you? yes. That sounds. That sounds very much like an acapella group. Uh, Jen, what do you think? I'm gonna go yes. Uh, Claire. No. Ooh, Michelle. Claire, why? Wait. Oh. What? Why? Yeah. yeah. I was just being contradictory. Okay. <laughs> okay. Contradictory. Just stirring the pot. Okay. I appreciate that. Claire. Yes. What do, you think? what do you think, Michelle? I'm going to go yes. Oh, and what do you think, John? I would say yes. It's a no. <gasps> oh. Oh, it been, should be, though. You've been tricked already. It Claire. Claire. I feel validated. Yes. Well, can, can I just say one thing about this? Is that there might be an acapella group <laughs> he that called the Hollyhocks somewhere out there. Yeah. I realized my he, mistake. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded never. familiar because... 
Hollyhock is a character in BoJack Horseman. Oh, how about that? <laughs> Michelle. Michelle. As, think, noted, think, as noted even, on Twitter, this show will, for the next many episodes, be basically a BoJack Horseman fan review show. Oh, God. I'm I would say that, that even, though, even though Thank you, Michelle. everybody except Clara got it wrong, Michelle, um, you get a demerit for not knowing that. Come on. Do you know who it is? No, I don't. It's, it's BoJack's half-sister. Okay. You're not okay. No spoilers. Oh. I am not on season five yet. Yes. Oh. So Actually, you, that was that's a season on. four. Okay. Story well, yet. I'm not on season four yet either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So 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 you can't explain any of the BoJack stuff because of Claire. Okay. Now. Good. Thanks, Claire. <laughs> All right. I don't even know how to save this one, but uh, the Whiffin Puffs. The Whiffin oh, Puffs. The Whiffin Poofs. Poofs. The Whiffin Poofs. Maybe that's what I was thinking of in my first statement. I'm going to say yes. What do you think, Jen? Yes. Claire. Maybe. <laughs> yes, Michelle. Yeah, some I know at least one whiff and poof went to my high school. Oh, okay. Was it Cole Porter? Was he was he a whiff and poof. He was a whiff and poof. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think, Jen? Yeah, I think they're actually the most famous, at least of the old time. Okay. The I was almost going to use them as the mic check one, but I then I didn't really know. I thought you did. <laughs> you did. Think yeah, I did. I wasn't. You weren't spelling it uh. the same way. I would. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there were a lot of uh, acapella groups at Yale. When I was looking over the list, it mm-hmm. seemed like every third one. I think they have more acapella groups than they have students. <laughs> it's a strange. Oh, that's interesting. Strange dynamic. They're very busy. Okay, uh, the next one is the Compulsive Liars. The Compulsive? L-Y-R-E-S. The Compulsive Liars. Oh, L-Y-R-E-S. Oh, we're getting into pun territory. Yeah. This has to be good. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. What do you think, Jen? The Compulsive Liars. Uh, I'm going to say yes, just because I love puns. Okay. Um, uh, no. No. Okay. Pun <laughs> is Greek for acapella. <laughs> right. <laughs> Michelle? <laughs> I'm going to go no. Do we have to fact check this show or anything? Or well, fact okay. checker isn't here. Ben's the fact checker. Yeah, but he's not here, so. Yeah. That's so. <laughs> we can say anything we want. <laughs> what do you think? I'm going to say yes, just because it's a very clever name. It is, yes. That was for Jen's, uh, uh, friend of the show, Pascal Tallarico. That's mm-hmm. the University of Michigan oh, is it? acapella okay. group. I wonder if she would know. Okay. Of course she would know. I don't know if she would. Um, I have another one. Mm-hmm. There are 10 of these, by the way. This is the fifth one. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Pranksman. The Pranksman. That sounds... Where's the pun in that? I don't think there And if there's pun. no pun, then where's the fun? <laughs> good, good, good question. I think that was a former name for Spinal Tap. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Pranksman. That was anyway. the new originals. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to say no. What do you think, Jen? I'm also going to say no. Oh, Claire? Jen. Yes. And Michelle. No. What do you think, Jen? I'm going to say no. no. It's no. That was the uh, prank group on 30 Rock with... Oh, uh, I should have known that. You do watch TV. You would, you said I that you did. I do watch there TV, you go. yeah. <laughs> You're catching her. Yeah. Way <laughs> too much TV. Okay. Yeah, so does There's he. no such thing. No. <laughs> All right. The next one is the paparazzi birds. The paparazzi birds. Paparazzi birds. The paparazzi birds. I don't understand why those two words go together. It's weird. Razzi birds. Can you imagine like an acapella group putting weird words together? Oh. I mean, oh. whiff and poofs. Nobody, <laughs> that makes total sense. The paparazzi birds. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Um, can you can you do the eye roll a sound effect? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, what do you think, Jen? Also no. Claire. No. So Michelle. Confident. No. What do you think, Jen? I got to stay with no. It's no. Why, why isn't it? Is it no, Ben? Who are the paparazzi they're, birds? They're characters on BoJack Horseman. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh. they are. Yeah, they are. I, th- I think I kind of remembered that. That's hence the eye roll. Okay. Um, all right. How about the Cats and Jammers? The cats and Jammers. Wasn't there a comic, the Cats and Jammer Kids? Cats and Jammers. The Cats and Jammers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say yes. What do you think, Jen? Uh, yes. Claire? 
Um, we're going to say that yes, Claire said yes. No. Claire, Claire said yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. There Sorry, we go. Claire. Michelle, what do you think? You I'm going to go no. Uh, cats and Jammers, Jen. I'm going to say yes only because I think it should be if it's not. It is one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Princeton. Princeton. Yeah. I don't know what that jam. means. They jam with cats. But I don't know why you're asking like paparazzi birds. That doesn't make sense. Cats and Jammers, sure. Well, because jam, it's singing. What's, bir- well, I guess birds sing. Birds sing. sing. Oh. That was the whole thing. Like, birds sing. It but sounds like an acapella. No, it's more the pop, papara- uh, paparazzi part. Yeah, paparazzi's bad. <sighs> birds are good. Oh, but pop, if you have pop, like pop songs, paparazzi. Uh, now, I'm going to go I'm gonna go back and say yes. <laughs> 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 now that I understand the pun. Uh, okay. I think Jen is uh, six for six. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though that were seven questions. We, we discounted are, one. If we had the transcripts, we could check. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Night owls. Night owls. Oh, we're back to birds again. K N I G H T. Oh my oh. gosh. Nope. No, just night. Nope. Owls. I'm gonna say no. There's no, there's not a good pun in there. I don't think. What do you think? I don't think owls hoot. They don't really sing. Uh, what do you think? That's Jen? an offense. I'm gonna say yes, and yeah, I'll also okay. vote for Claire and say yes for okay. her too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Michelle? I'm gonna go no. And Jen, what do you think? I'm going to go no. Oh, it's a yes. What? They're at Vassar. Why wouldn't they be at Temple? They're the owls. <laughs> <laughs> that was too on the nose. Okay, so so what 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 is that night owl? Where, where's the where's the play on words there? What kind of research did you want me to do? I just oh. know that they exist. They're at Vassar. They're an acapella. That's three times more information than I usually have. Oh, man. I don't know, because birds and singing and owls and, and you hooting. Know, Vassar. Maybe um, they uh, hoot a lot. Maybe they're a hoot-based Maybe they acapella. only sing at night. Vassar among the sort of the, the Northeast Liberal Arts Colleges is known for their like owls. No, I think <laughs> they got a lot of actors that graduate from there, performers oh, that, that graduate from there. Well, I know a couple. So that's all I know. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with it. Uh, a friend of the show past guest Rob Root went to Vassar. He did. Oh, there you go. So yeah. we can yeah. ask him. There you go. Um In how about the next one is Pickles a Plenty. Pickles a plenty. Pickles a plenty. I don't want that to be one. Can I say that? Pickles a plenty. There's no pun in there. Just like night owls. That's true. You mm. bring up a good point. Your whole scheme is breaking down. Pickles a plenty. Pickles a plenty. I don't like that at all. I just no, <laughs> no, Jen. The quiz isn't. Do you, do you like it? No, I'm just. I actually do hope that it exists. Okay, so you're gonna for say that yes. reason. I'll say yes. Yeah, is, is Claire back with us? Yes, and thank you, Jen, for leaving me hanging while mm. I clearly couldn't speak. You know she what? covered for you. She, covered. she voted for you. Let's not. Let's not. I get... got your previous. Uh, <laughs> I, I answered for There's you. Can we, and can we not let the internal the strife get out there to the public? <laughs> We're very happy of the family. Um, no. Okay. What do you What do you think, Michelle? I think no, and I think this is based on another BoJack character. Oh, good, good, good call, good call. What do you think, Jen? I'm going to say absolutely yes. It's no. Oh, what? I'm surprised. Someone's going to pick it up. Someone's going to pick it up. Now. Which character do you think it is? Because you're right. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. I'm blanking right now just because it's been a while since well, I last watched Claire's the show. Gonna get us ma- Claire's going to get mad if we talk about it. Yeah. Should she I is. take my headphones I'm off? Gonna get, I'm going to get mad if we talk. No, keep your headphones. Jen, on. there's a great show on Netflix uh. which just started its fifth season, which some of us are trying to not binge and only watch one episode a night, so it'll take me 12 nights to watch it. But BoJack Horseman is uh, premier television, mm-hmm. one of the best of the age. On Netflix. On Netflix. I can see it's that. It's animated. I, I do I, watch television. <laughs> I recommend uh, American Vandal season one and season two, which just came out much better than BoJack. I think everyone will agree. I don't know. I, I feel so in the dark. Well, oh my gosh, is, it's two so series. I don't know. We're, gonna, we're just going to give you more I'm trying to work my way through Ozark at the moment. That's 
I watched. It's I hard. watched the first, like the first episode, first episode, first season. That was it oh, was it gets very darker. Violent. Yeah, it gets yeah. darker. Oh. And plus, the way that they represent local yokels, <laughs> they're either geniuses or they're idiots. Let's just let's let's have a loop, a continuous or infinite evil loop. Right? <laughs> yes. The thing about uh, yeah, yeah. on Ozarks, mm-hmm. is it Ozark or Ozark? I think Ozark. Ozark. Ozark singular. singular. I don't know what I'm saying. That's right. Missourian Missourians are going to get mad at me. On Ozark, I find it entertaining, but. It seems like they do all the things that a good TV show would do, and it's a little transparent. Like, they're like, all right, we need to have somebody that needs to die by the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Whatever you were thinking in the middle, we need to change that in the third act. Like and no matter how bad it is, it will get worse. Mm. Right. They have to keep digging down. Yeah. And Jason Bateman, who does a very good job in there, keeps ha- has to keep kind of just, uh, uh-huh, sure, um, I'll be right there. Yeah, I'm waiting for him to crack. I yeah. might have to watch a show until he cracks. I guess maybe that's where it keeps going farther down. Okay. All right, last question on the quiz. Last question. Which is not about Ozark. Mm-hmm. Uh, acapella groups, college acapella groups, real or not? Mm-hmm. The Spizwinks. The what? Spizwinks. Spizwinks. The Spizwinks. Uh, that's just kind of, that's a little dirty. I don't like that either. I know. By now you're like, that sounds so much like a BoJack character. Really even does. if you've never even heard of the I, show. You know what? I think it's probably a character from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> that would be that better. In. Can okay. you can you say that on the radio? I'm not sure if you can say Spizz that. On the radio. Yeah. Yeah. I can beep it. You want me to? We should have a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Do a quiz. Yeah. The best swear words. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Is this a swear word or not? Beep. <laughs> no. Oh, but only beep the swear words. <laughs> yeah. And then the audience will know. Okay. Well, That's we're funny. just workshopping That's here. Funny. That's good. That's good. Okay. I'm going to say no, Spizwinks. What do you think, Jen? No. Uh, Claire Spizwinks. Yes. Michelle Spizwinks. <laughs> Yes. Jen Spizwinks. No. Yes. Oh. Yale. Yale. Yale really? again. Another one? Another wow. one. Why don't they just stick to one? <laughs> yeah. It's their JV team. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, and no, I don't know the, what the words are. I was terrible at this quiz. I was absolutely terrible. It's okay. That's often a, a sign of uh, honor. <laughs> <laughs> a badge yeah, of honor. It's, it's really just a bad quiz. Uh, as usual, we mm-hmm. finally suffered through that. Mm-hmm. Simon, you mm-hmm. can ask your question. I just, I just us I have a the very, and there's no right or wrong answer to this. Oh, that's there's good. a right or wrong answer to the second part, but oh. the first part, <laughs> just answer, use your, just go with your heart. Okay, so no right, no, no right or wrong answers. Friday or Sunday? Which day do you prefer? Definitely that, Sunday. Sunday. Why? And yeah, why do you prefer Sunday? A lot of people prefer Friday. Why do you prefer Sunday? Two out of three people prefer Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm a musician, so Friday generally means that I either have a rehearsal on Friday night okay. or a concert on Saturday. Now, I enjoy doing all that stuff, okay. but when I get to Sunday, then I get to enjoy the fact that it's all been done. That makes sense. And I get to drink coffee out of my big Encinitas mug. Big. Don't Still get me Sunday. wrong. I no. mean, I love rehearsals and performances. I, the act of doing is really very, very cool. Mm-hmm. But also when you finish that, yep. and you can just kind of bask in the fact you got to do that. And then you get to watch CBS Sunday morning mm-hmm. and then meet the press mm-hmm. and drink big coffee. Right. And, that's and you get that set, that part at the end of CBS yeah. Sunday morning where they show the stream trickling. Yeah, mm-hmm. seriously. Yeah, you got like a minute of a creek. What oh. about that sun logo? That's a thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Totally. Um, okay, so corollary to this question, mm-hmm. where in which there is a right or wrong answer. Yeah. What do you feel about black licorice? I hate it. No. no. Yeah. yeah, no, I really, really? do. Uh. I really do. But th- it's funny that you asked that because just at my Friday night rehearsal, mm-hmm. I had red licorice. <laughs> hmm, interesting. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. So we have found that it's uh, almost a metaphysical certainty that if you're a Sunday person that you like black licorice. If I'm you're Friday, sorry. you don't like it. Well, we'll have to figure something out. Um, I, don't well, e- I don't even like, what is it, fennel? Oh, okay, so nothing, no black licorice nah. flavor at all. No. We, uh, there was some... 
data that we uncovered a while ago that um, where people went to school mattered, and it mm-hmm. seemed like people that were farther out west or that weren't in the eastern time zone, because we had Sanborn. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had John Chicago. Locke. Uh-huh. Um, they were also department heads. You're a director of arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Department head? Yeah. That, well, that's no, I'm not the, a department head. But director of arts is probably that, bigger. Mean, that's, yeah, bigger. So, so anyways. Don't tell any department that. that. We won't. We won't. <laughs> well, there's more than <laughs> no. one department of art. There's yeah. more than one art department. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, isn't there? Theater, theater and music yeah. and. You have five. Have yeah, five. please. Actually, See? yes. So if you're the which, director which are of the, all that. Which are I, the, I don't do. I, the, let's be very clear. Okay. All departments and programs have full autonomy. Yes. Right. Can we? I simply Simon advocate will, and liaise. Mm-hmm. Simon will often clarify that nobody's listening to this. Yes, <laughs> you have nothing that's to fear. That's also true. Um, I think I said on a prior episode, more people are listening to you when you use your Alexa device than when <laughs> you're on the show. I think we can say that. With you know, can I just say? So right now, I'm working on a concert that emphasizes uh, contemporary Syrian cultures uh-huh. and and music. And every time I say that, my phone goes, my Siri goes, like, "What can I help you with today?" Oh, it's really Siri annoying. And I get it. Oh yeah. Okay, <sighs> I got it. I want to sort of wrap up, but I do want to ask you. Where will you be appearing over the next, like, what things do you want to promote? Oh, that's actually show? relevant. You always ask that of people. That never makes sense. But you're a, a performer. That yeah, makes but, sense. Yeah, uh, but also, I, I guess in what? So if people are listening to this when it comes out, what are some of the things that you would like to promote? It would be in the realm of of uh, conducted concerts. Mm-hmm. My nonprofit ensemble, it's a community ensemble called Concord Chamber Singers, okay. and we are beginning our 52nd season wow. right now. Yeah, it's I pretty cool, I did not actually. think you were that old. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank early. you. Smoke and mirrors. <laughs> um, and so our season is dedicated to, uh, it's like coming to America. Uh-huh. Is our season, not the Eddie Murphy movie, but the, the concept of. Doesn't hold up. And so, <laughs> yeah. and so uh, in December, we have um, a Yuletide feast at the Northampton Country Club. And then in the spring, as part of the, the grant that I told you about, where I get to commission composers for my book, so oh, we're yes. bringing out a renowned composer, Libby Larson, who is writing a brand new major work for chorus and orchestra um, that we are going to premiere with the Concord Chamber Singers and my Lafayette College Chamber Singers student ensemble. And on that note, um, thank you so much for coming this by. This was fun. This Thanks for coming by. Thank you for inviting me. Tell your friends. I apologize is... on Simon's behalf. Yes, thank you. Tell your friends. <laughs> uh, the director of arts carries mm-hmm. a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow us, I guess not on Facebook anymore because they stopped <laughs> linking Twitter to Facebook, but you can still go to our we page. We still have a Facebook page. Sure, we still we have a Facebook page. use it. Well, you can definitely follow us on Twitter at some later date, um, and you can email us. We forgot. We didn't make it to the mailbag today, but you can email, <sighs> email us at various breads and butters at gmail.com. Um, and you can listen to our entire library of episodes by going to variouspreadsandbutters.com. Um, is that true? Yeah, I think so. Do we have that URL? Probably. Yes, we do. Uh, thank you, Jim. Thank you very much. Thank Head you. What good is sitting alone in your room? Come hear the music play. Life is a cabaret, old chum. Hey, um, speaking of conflict avoidance, <laughs> we weren't. What? Does anyone, so I was thinking about this the other day, does anyone have a thing? So I was I was driving home from the grocery store today. This is going to be complicated, isn't it? I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's Without that complicated. So does anyone else, please tell me if anyone else does it. So you come into a four-way stop, and let's say there's another car coming the other way. Yeah, they don't get to turn in front of you. Well, no, that's not that's not what I'm saying. But but you know the, your your quick assessment is that they're going to get to the the stop the 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 line exactly when you do yeah and so 
in order to avoid conflict, what I end up doing is I roll my car a little bit more so they after can tell they stopped. were first. Yeah, so that they can tell they, they were, and, and so and so I make it very clear. You that, think they're that as they conscientious as you are? I don't know. I I just I I think that they're looking. They're saying, "Oh, this guy hasn't stopped yet. I stopped before them, and now I get to go first, so that there's no question that you know we get there at the same time." <laughs> or you could just wave people, though. No, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't know. What's how wrong to... with waving people? You know, I like the that's, wave. That's really. That's just like we've talked about how that satisfying seems, is when you like. Seems really personal. Lit a truck <laughs> in the lane and then they flash the lights like mm. to thank you. Yeah. If you wave someone at a four-way stop, like that's awesome. Yeah. Does it? But does anyone else do what I just said? I did. No. No, because no, I, I don't drive. People. Oh, okay. No. When you're Michelle, when you're on the subway and you're it's yes. about to stop. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. And you see another car coming the other way. I get deeply concerned if mm. there are two subway cars that are headed directly at each other. Have you ever used the emergency button on a subway car to stop it? No, because I'm not a jerk, and I want to get the place, <laughs> oh. get to the places that I'm going you to. Someone's leads a charmed existence has never had to have an emergency stop on. You've a never subway. been in an emergency. No, I've had my, I've had my subway stop, but I have not been the one to stop Got it. Got it. Got it. Can we clarify that we're ranking all these things above Claire talking about soup? Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. It was low sodium. <laughs> 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 Low interest. Low sodium, <laughs> high fun. Did you uh, record anything yet or uh, you're waiting for us? No.